Let's do this. Back All again. Four of us back again. Trey abandoned the uh, Luther Vandross microphone this time. I apologize for that. Dude, it that was, was entertaining. Awesome. It was awesome. That was the most laughs I've had in a while. No, I apologize for abandoning it. Not, oh, oh, yeah. yeah not having it. I don't, and I don't by know, the way, it. people who are only audio are like, who's the new guy? Because like last time you sounded so much different that it literally is a new person. That's the well, same guy without with his normal octave. So I hide. Get there might have been a nitrous leak in your office, though. That could have been. You'd be like, oh, I like have. you guys. You guys are cool. So speaking of leaks. There we go. This morning I woke up to lots of furious phone calls, text messages, pictures of building burning down. Oh, nice. What? Yep. And I was like, oh, my gosh, here we go again. Like a PTSD. One? Yep. So couldn't tell if it was one of my buildings. Someone was giving me an aerial shot from their high rise. Right. So it was my new office in Buckhead that we're moving to. We're actually building. And I was thinking to myself, oh, my God, these contractors lit like a tool caught fire and now it's burning this building down again. Great. Two fires in, in less than three years. I'm never going to get insured, you know, literally going through the, I'm a panic animal at this point, just going through all the, the, the next five steps of my life being ruined. No, nah, you're a panic animal. No. So I drove, I, you can't, the, the roasting doesn't start until we get <laughs> the So I'm driving down to the street, right? And I still can't tell. I see smoke just billowing all bucket fire engines everywhere. 50 fire engines. I finally get around the corner and it looks like my building, but it's the one. It's the bar next door called Buckhead oh, Saloon. Geez. Literally next door. Like, so you woke up to your buildings on fire. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So at what time uh, is this? This was seven fifteen. Seven fifteen. So it started through Monday. Yeah, yeah, it was. But you know, it was a. In my head, I was like, all right, there's a fifty-fifty chance. Like, what are the chances that building is on fire? And the, there's a bar next door, and they. It, it it's uh they throw napkins in the air on a sunday night like it's one of those bars oh uh, yeah yeah and that's sure. but it caught fire and honestly they've been trying to build a high rise on the on that area for like so long so you know who knows maybe it wasn't a we may get one wasn't a very good bar wasn't a very good bar i mean so anyway good riddance to the bar apparently well i mean you know you hate you hate to think i mean i've been through that tragedy you hate to to too. luckily there's insurances for things like this right this is what this is what you have it for but anyway so the interesting yeah, morning so it's true you gotta insurance for the you gotta remember like it, you pay money so you don't have to pay with emotion so if, if your building does get lit up you get the money but yeah that sucks i've woken up to phone calls like that yeah you've had floodings like lots of oh uh, yeah i've had floods and at least it wasn't this hurricane for you though yeah right, That's right. it was on track right to uh do it okay our That's resident bestie roaster let's throw down some bestie action absolutely let's do well let's Dwight, get why don't going you, why don't you in, intro us into this it's going to be a great episode all right we're so going to go in different in, order this time stay, so stay let's roll out how about he's the ceo who loves hugs he's the trailblazer and entertainer his thoughts are so many we decipher we have to decipher them through a binary binary decoder he's the mayor of del rey and the most likely to overpay his name drop in power is only matched by his self-preservation desire. He's the sunny smile of the Sunshine State. Please welcome our very own Craig Spodak to the pod. Hello. I like that. I like oh, that. It's not just name dropping. It's my network. And of course, welcome, welcome, Craig. And of course, we've got, he's awaiting his third child, and we're hoping to make some less wild. The true seeker and promise keeper, his ADHD 
may be more related to his college drinking, but his competitive edge <laughs> keeps him practice reaping. The always agreeable Texas ranch hand who eats uppers for supper. He's the rainmaker himself. Trey Tippett. I love it. I love Dwight, it. Who knew? Who knew? We're going to roll down. Who's his writer? Run. He might have Thank a writer. Either that or he had a lot of time this weekend. I mean, yeah, just, exactly. it doesn't matter how he did it. The fact is he's here. He gets it. Right? I, I love I love going to sleep at night, the night before Sunday nights, and just be like, I got to come up with crazy trash to talk about you guys. How many Starbucks do you have, bro? Like, that's the second. Like, you, no, you literally have. <laughs> I mean, what, what's going on here, guys? He's alternating Starbucks. And I'm waiting for one day where each of you get to come up with something epic. But what, what's me. in both cups, though, brother? What's going on there? This is just because I need one gas and uh, one got, He's ball. got a medicine ball. He's not feeling well. There's a, they make something called a medicine water. Oh, I missed that part. Okay, and okay, a regular coffee. Okay. Because I got one more. Okay, keep going. Uh, Sorry. The one and only. What I need to do is I need to be biohacked by Pete. So coming to us from the comforts of his chili pad and his glutathione-infused green morning juice, this biohacker has no break, especially when he sees something he wants to take. Atlanta Dental Spa is his game, while the Atlanta social scene is his drain. The Enterpriser himself disagree with him and he'll run you over. The only way to partner with him is if he's the majority shareholder. Let's welcome the dictator himself, Peter Bolden. Oh Dwight, that the was amazing. The dictator. The general you know, dictator. That's, uh, I think they call the dictator that... Uh, Chamath Polly Papatia on uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Anyway, that's so hilarious. Dwight, who's Dwight. doing yours? Uh, who's doing you know, yours? No, no one ever does Jason's until they uh, switch, and, and so Jason's always on the thing. He always roasts it. So anyway, I love the the dental analog of that intro. That's hilarious, Dwight. Good job. Okay, awesome. always good. Always good. Anyone <laughs> else have anything pressing? No fires this morning. Training updates that we need to clear the table with. Yeah. Craig, any updates? Oh, Again, Craig. Guess what, guys? Craig got asked to speak at the AACD, a main stage, uh, in April. In, in April. Okay. Yeah. Pretty, pretty right. awesome. Pretty awesome. So I, he said, I'm not doing it without you. I'm his, I'm his security blanket on stage. You know, he likes when I just sit there and look, <laughs> look at, look at him. Always. And just go, you're doing great, buddy. You're doing great. So he's Did like, I'm I not bomb? doing it. Did I bomb? I'm not doing it without you. And I was like, all and right. Pete's well, like, yeah, I'm free. So um, uh, you were doing it. Uh, August, sorry, April twenty seventh in Grapevine, Dwight. Yeah, Texas Vine, boys, Texas. you want to uh, you want to walk yeah, Dwight, Dwight, Grapevine? Dwight, you got to come. We'll do. Let's some go, Trey. Business. Let's let's yeah. trek up there together. Right, we're we're going to be we're in our ahead. state, so you know you got to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. April twenty seventh, we're there. That we're doing the uh, we're doing a big thing on the patient experience, and uh, I told Craig I was like, we need that. We need a new book out by then. I think we're going to make one called The Patient Experience. Oh. Yep, I already started last night. I'm, I'm, and, and we haven't fully agreed to it, but that's it's preliminary. Well, let's put it this way: it, it's going to be written. Whether or not Craig gets to be put on the cover or not is is up to Craig. Yeah, no, I I'm, I think <clears throat> I'd really do well with that. I'm a, I'm obsessed with that patient experience stuff. So anyway, AACD, right. pretty cool. Yeah, cool stuff. Cool stuff. That would be epic. We just got to go up there and cause some trouble. Yeah, heckle us. We're only, we're only, le yeah, we're only lecturing for an hour, so that means we could surround it with a lot of partying before yeah. and after. Yeah, sounds like a plan to me. But we can do that. So, All Dwight, right, what do you have on in store for us? Let's throw down some big topics. Uh, I swear that it's about that time of year when everybody's either revving down or revving up. They do, they seem to settle into their natural tensions as a business. And one of the main topics that keeps going around in dentistry right now is 
the one and only apparent suck temper, as they like to call it in our industry. And it's funny if you spend any time on social media, it's almost as if I see people, practice owners just jumping on there, just complaining about their suck temper. And the way they do it is they go on there and say, anybody else having a suck temper? And they want to talk about it. And it amazes me because it's the same thing every year, right? And one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about is kind of like, why is it that we naturally get stuck on this mindset that it is business is what it is and it's completely out of your control to be able to make changes. So I'm interested in hearing right off the bat, how, how is everybody feeling about their suck temper and what do you do every year to make sure you don't have a suck temper? What type of uh, strategies do you do right off the bat to make that difference? So how was your September? So ours was, yeah, a, a little bit down, Dwight, honestly, a, a little less than impressive. I, um, so as you know, you know, everyone thinks that that the month is reflective of what you're actually doing in the month. Mm. And I am a proponent of the, there's a lag of two to three months. So the things that you were doing two to three months ago usually predicate the months you're having now. So um, we used to have slower summers until I said, you know, there's got to be a way. I can't just sit around and keep complaining about about the output of having a shitty summer. I need to change all these inputs in in March and and May. Um, I'm sorry, March and April to get us launched into that into that period. So, um, I don't know, Dwight, if it's at this point. Here, let me let me pause that for a second. There was almost a point in my career where it was we it was August for us, and it was almost a self fulfilling prophecy for us. Is that I kept saying it and saying it and saying it like, oh shit, right. here comes August. Oh <clears throat> shit, here comes August, right? And like as a poor leader would do, I was I was almost proclaiming that we are going to have a bad month coming up, right? And and sure enough, guess what we have? Shitty month. So I'm not saying that there's not real data and science to it being a sucktober. I think everyone's sucktober is a little bit different or September, whatever you call it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, look, school gets back in session. People are trying to travel. There's fall break. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. You can make excuses for anything, the economy, whatever. Um, but there's always lulls in business and it, and, and your suck, your September might be an April. Um, but I'm guessing that you're seeing a predominant amount of people in, in September. Is that what you're saying, Dwight? What I'm saying is, is it seems to be like every year people mm -hmm. freak out over the same thing, but they're not making any changes. Well, how and was yours? That How was yours <laughs> September? We were up 18%. Um, from what? From last year from or from last month over September? Month? Got it. Um, okay. But one of the biggest is, is that we put a lot of effort into it, right? I mean, that's we we said, yes, It's there's a normal consumer expectation. There's spending habits might be changing but if anything i see it as if if like you said there's a little bit of a lag indication in that process but if you mm -hmm. see things coming along um you're having these great months and everybody's talking about these great summer months and things are happening and then all of a sudden they know that well people are gone well what are you changing we we actually started a big um uh invisalign program that we held off right before and we kicked it in in august to be able to kind of scale it in and scale through we added new providers right in that time span. So it created kind of a practicality of saying, hey, we're going to make a bump and we're going to reshift some things. We started some new marketing and some different things to kind of make it happen. But it's things that we do differently throughout the year that we don't we don't have to turn on in November, December. Um, but it. we do have them on starting in the beginning of August. And so it turned right. out to be so 18 percent. So you're not experiencing that. Craig, what about you? I'm going to go last, if you don't mind. OK, all right. So Craig, I'll jump in you? and tell you. So those are all good points. 
but you're talking about a trailing 12 at that point comparison over that. So everything you just said Correct. was, wasn't necessarily in preparation for September. It was preparation for just growth in general. And yeah. that acknowledges what Pete said from the standpoint of it's, there's just a, a natural lull in business, whether it be in April or September and misery loves company. So everybody loves to blame September. And I actually had a doc tell me about well, September and he had a, he had a great month. Right. Nailed all the goals. The whole practice nailed all the goals from that standpoint. But it's nothing more than just repeating what you've Thanks. heard over and over again. And then you get into uh, and it, it can be a self-realizing prophecy. But right. at the same time, I agree. What happens this month was baked two, three months ago. And I think it's important, you know, because, you know, predominantly this is listened to by doctors, right, who are leaders in their practice. So if the tip of this spear, let's just say, is saying like, hey, September's coming. So it almost gives everyone a hall pass, right? It yeah, almost yeah. is like, okay, cool. You doc, exactly. docs already acknowledge we're going to have a shitty month. Well, let's have a, sh you know, we're going to have a shitty month kind of thing. So be careful with the words that you use. It's okay to do that amongst colleagues and your family and all that stuff, but be careful of the words that you use in the office because they manifest and become real, right? All of us have practices that our team is, a lot of their income comes from, you know, incentive Bonuses. plans. And, and for us, the way we really knew was, we hit four tier bonuses in September. I mean, that's how we knew we were having a good month. And so the truth is, is for us to say those things, it's kind of like saying, hey, by the way, you're getting paid less this month. So don't work too hard by you saying that out loud. It's just like literally, hey, by the way, you're going to get paid less this month. Uh, of course, you're not going to put in the added effort as opposed to coming in saying, let's make sure you're killing it this month. It makes all the difference in the world. But I think it does need that that immediate the same way people are responding negatively at the start of the month is how you should show up at the beginning of the month and say, let's go, let's make this happen. Let's double check it and maybe put a little bit more emphasis on it to make sure people are winning that month. Yeah. Right. So with, uh, I, I've never heard this word before September. I've never even heard it. I hadn't either until Dwight proposed it in our text. Thread of so, so I have oh. a really good process of just ignoring people who have damaged psychology and right. what Peter just said and, and what y'all alluded to is it's a self-fulfilling prophecy it you know it's what we it's not what we say aloud but what we whisper to ourselves silently that has the most power over us and I don't have anybody in my world and I try to eliminate them quickly if they show up that has that type of psychology like well you know how it is or you know how it is in, in Grapevine Texas or you know how it is over here right. like that's just bullshit yeah. So, um, you know, in my particular situation, the reason why I wanted to go last is because in full disclosure, you guys are going to pick on me. I don't know how our September was just yet. Oh, my God. I don't know because I don't know how it finished because I added two docs on August 1st. I wanted to say something about that. So one doc's been practicing 10 years, friend of uh, Dwight's well, and mine. You can look in your patient management software. You know, no, no, I, I know. I know. No, I don't know. the. I don't know last week because a hurricane <laughs> rolled through and I've been chainsawing the last five excuse, days. But. Excuses. Yeah, yeah, such exactly. excuses. Trip. So I don't even know how any, I did. It wasn't even a cat five. I don't even know how I did. It's October 3rd. It's October 3rd. Yeah, so there's a lot of people suffering right now with that. <laughs> well, but okay. anyway, I'll let that slide. Yeah, so yeah. um, so we added two doctors August 1st um, at the same exact time. Both started August 1st. One's been practicing for 10 years. That's our friend Dwight. And the other one's been yeah. practicing for 12 years. Within the first 40 days, they both landed, landed or closed and started their largest treatment plans of their entire of their professional career. Of so one was a $95,000, one was a seventy four, And for them, those two, independent of each other, those were the largest treatment plans they've ever presented, closed, and started in their career. So 22 years of dentistry. So why, why, do, I, why do I not 
care how the last week finished up because I've added so much wood to this fire. And I yep. think in business, if you're, you know, you guys were saying, how have you, what have you done three months ago? What have you done four months ago? If your business is all about innovation and growth, you should consistently be adding fuel to the fire or else you're going to be up to the whims of what's happening in your local economy and what time yeah. of year it is. But it, you can't compare one year to the next if you've added shit tons of, of infrastructure, if you added equipment or scanners or printers or yeah. people, how could it not grow? I think so yeah, if you wait, yeah, I agree, Craig. I like that. I like what you're saying. And sometimes people get, they wait until the symptoms occur of right. what they're experiencing in order. And they're like, wait, you know, and you could have done a preliminary checkup three months, a year prior and, and avoided the systemic whatever. Um, it's easy to say though, right? Cause we all get busy. We all get rolling. Right. And then you forget that marketing got stale. Employees but Pete, got you're stale. the one, you're the one who always says you're either growing or dying. You, you always say there's no such thing in business. There's no coasting. coasting. There's, there's none. No, right. So I would like to actually coast. I'm, you know, knock on wood doing how well I want to be doing. And I actually would like, if there was the coasting button for me personally, I would mm. actually like to hit that button. I want to repeat the same two years I've had for the rest of my career and 3% for inflation or whatever the, you know, I mean, obviously inflation is probably 30%, but something, but I just know I can't do that. There's no, it's either too hot or too cold and right. you'll never be able to, so I have to innovate, but I feel compelled to innovate because of what you always say. There's no coasting. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good news is though, at this point you can flutter your wings a little less to maintain that kind of equilibrium right you don't need to make draconian moves to say oh we're in a fire and actually i would recommend not doing things when you get to a place that you like split beta test split and beta test little things here and there to just move the lever a little bit because you've gotten to there it's not these big movements that you need to do because that can mess you up actually you want to just keep innovating mm -hmm. At, at a three to five percent ratio, not these twenty percent swings. So, but I think paranoia. That up, Greg. The paranoia is good for business owners. We need to be slightly paranoid of like 100%. who's going to eat our lunch, what's going to happen. We got oh, this is not good enough. The patient experience is not good enough. Like there needs to be a certain healthy paranoia for business owners. Uh, you know, and you got to keep pushing for the innovation. So we actually, dude, we actually just, sorry to interrupt. We actually, yeah. I like your paranoid thing because I think that's a, it's a healthy thing. We actually just did a, um, we had a meeting and I'm really instituting doing SWAT stuff a little bit more just so it, it with my leadership team, just so it, it kind of brings up awareness of things like here's where we're really strong. Let's, let's stay there. Here's where we have opportunities. Here's where we have threats. Here's where we have, you know, weaknesses. And I think that's a good thing to run. Even if it's just you, the doc listening to this, if it, even if it's just you go through that exercise, because awareness putting your awareness on where you know you're kind of weak i think just inherently you start kind of like it's like almost like that pearson's law right what you're looking at what you're tracking gets better over time um but just to put your head in the sand and be like oh, i hope we do the same next month and i hope we do the same in a year from now like you might not you might not yeah. and you yeah. don't and step people in front get really complacent i i have one of my doctors awesome guy you know he's just been in my ecosystem for so long he just thinks that the marketing and the machine that we've done is built and it's set it and forget it right so like my my social media company is having trouble getting before and afters and we have shit tons of before and afters every single day i mean 10 dentists every single day we have an amazing before and after and it's like you know i'm like i had to tell him i'm like listen you are protected in this ecosystem because you just think it's magic that 200 new patients show, show up, up in or, the door 
And, and it was like, it was hard for him to understand. And finally, you know, he decided to post something. It was a beautiful case because he's super talented. And invariably, he got tons of people connecting on it, which is awesome. But it's just, it's wild that, you know, success changes you. Success forces you or, or will, can sometimes manipulate you into thinking you know, you're too good to fail or you're too talented or you don't I need to do all I want to pause there, stuff. Craig, on something you said. I think that's a really good idea, especially when you get to the size in which all four of us are on this Right, you have doctors that say, "Hey, maybe we can, maybe we can augment the marketing. Maybe we could do some more things here and there." And then you ask, "Well, have you been asking for referrals? The reviews in la that location have been a little lax. Have we been asking for reviews? <clears throat> right? Has there been a lot? Ex, ex, you know, where I'm going is that is that Matt, adding more money to marketing doesn't equal more butts in the chair all the time." Absolutely. Right. There has to always be a grassroots thing. And so to your point, Craig, about the, the associate you're talking about is saying like, hey, like he's used to it's he's very comfortable because you have a machine that's built to get butts in the chair. Right. On 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 regular cadence. Right. Um, and that allows mm -hmm. some of the internal grassroots operations, things that you need to we all need to be doing as as providers is asking for a referral, asking for a review asking how is your experience, you know, all these things. That is the most powerful marketing. It's not, hey, I threw in another thousand bucks to Google so that it would augment that location, you know? I mean, yes, yeah. you can do that, but only after, you know, all the post-op calls have been done. And, you know, yeah, of and, course. And all the, the things stuff, like that, yeah, right? You focus on the patient experience, which y'all were talking about earlier. Right. right. And I do think this comes up, like what I'm thinking is like the thermostat, the human psychology thermostat. We all have a thermostat for how our life is meant to look like, how fit we're meant to be, how much money we're going to meant to be. And when you make more money than you think, yeah. I think there's this thing, you turn on the AC, you cool that shit down. And when it gets too low, you get panicked, you speed it up. Like, I, you know, Peter and I talk a lot about our own personal finances and like, you know, when there's cash, we're like, oh, man, we got to deploy this. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. We're going to take up the world. And like we deploy a lot of cash. And a couple months later, the conversation is like, oh, shit. I so it's like this, there's this <laughs> there's a thermostat, you know, that we all have. And I think that once you're making the, the right level of success, you get comfortable. But that comfort is going to kick your ass. So comfort in business is very, very dangerous toxic yeah i think toxic. i think this is a huge topic especially for a lot of the, the bulletproof listeners like this is the biggie right here the concept of segregating what, what i like to call is natural tension right within a business a lot of people believe that if you are a good leader there will be no tension in your business tensions are things we have to manage conflicts are problems we have to solve there's a big difference between attention and a conflict. And I think one of the big things that you're talking about here, which I think we're trying to just get all in the same vocabulary, and this is how I tend to explain it, I love it, is it is attention a can be described as, for example, if I'm if I'm always at work, my family, my life may suffer. But if I'm always at home, I might lose my job. That's a natural tension. And it's also healthy. It's almost expected that you should have those levels of tension because you want to be at work. You want to make a lot of effort because it brings home the bacon all at the same time. You want to spend some time with your family because you want to know what you're working so hard for. And there's yeah. that balance. But the same thing is what you're talking about there is that if there is no tension and you're just on the auto button, first of all, we know that in our industry, it's consolidating, it's changing too fast. So auto button is tremendously dangerous. You're not just going to stay status quo. You're going to go down. But the other side of it is the fact that you're not looking into your business enough to recognize that tension and to accept it and to make those pivots and those changes. 
And it didn't take but a pandemic for everybody to realize they had to wake up and shock themselves and, and make some pivots. So I, I think if you're listening to this, right, you know, I always look for the action that you can do instead of just we pontificate about problems and it doesn't solve anything. I, I think and I would like to hear y'all's feedback on this. You as someone listening, print out your trailing 12 months or trailing 36 months and see if you identify a trend in your practice, whether it's July that that stinks or um, or if it's September, like Dwight is indicating. And then look for like the, the causative factors that happened prior to that. Is that when everyone goes on vacation? Or, right. Look for the reasons of right. what that happens. If you don't see an identify a trend to circumvent for the next year, right now you have let's see, let, let's say you have 10 months to prepare for this, then start changing some things up in preparation. And I think it's a healthy thing so that you don't become victim to the narrative of, oh, we're going to have we're going to have a shitty September, like right. really strive all year long to to change that narrative. And I think when you when you do and you can and you all of a sudden have a shitty September and then the next September you have an awesome September, it changes everything and it becomes a power play versus like, you know, there's nothing you can't do. You kind of feel invincible, so to speak. And, and you need these as a, as a practitioner, as an entrepreneur, you need to be able to say like, I am in control of this destiny. That's, that's important. And not only that, stabilizing your operations, stop thinking as, oh, the patient's available, let's shove it in there. Stabilizing operations, meaning no more feast and famine work. You're going crazy and you're jumping it up and down. You're not templating out your schedules. You've got, you don't have set goals for your well, reactionary like versus pro, pro yeah. reactive yeah. versus proactive. We have, we have a doctor in the mastermind that was struggling with this. It's like, I can't say no to all my patients. They keep coming in. Well, have you hit your goal? Yeah, I've hit it by midday. Well, you need to let your team breathe or, you know, what's going to happen to your business naturally. You're going to have turnover. You're going to burn out your people and you're constantly going to be like saying it's okay. And guess what? You're not going to survive that. And at the end of the day, you're going to come back and complain, well, these months are high, these months are low. Why don't you just stabilize your business and make sure that the infrastructure is set in place in a way that makes it more stable? Because you know, in fairness to that guy, though, yeah, and we've all been here, he's just doing constant clinical dentistry. So when you're when you're putting 95 percent of your output toward patient care by by 530, six o'clock, you know, you're picking up the pieces. Sandy, the hygienist wanted to talk to you at nine. She's upset about something. You don't have their systems put in place and you're just totally spinning your wheels and you don't have strategic. You're not a good leader because your time oh, you're is short. Spent. You're, just you're spent. spent. You just can't do it anymore. So if you really made that decision, you want it, you want to run a dental business and not just a dental practice. And there's a distinction there because either one is fine. You could actually be a very successful dentist that works four days a week or five days a week, makes money. It doesn't have to deal with all this bullshit we're talking about right now. But yeah. if you if you jump over the line and say, no, I want to be dental business owner, then you're going to have to put the handpiece down just a little bit every single day so that you can be strategic and thoughtful because all you're doing is running around fixing clogged toilets all day. This is going on. That's going on. You're so yeah. reactive. It's just yeah. impossible. And by the way, I just want to tell you, I am. Um, we collected nine percent, a ten percent more, ten percent more. So September. Dwight's eighteen. Craig, sure. you're ten percent more. I was probably ten percent down. I don't. I don't know year over year. I just know that it's trending. And Trey. But I would never go. I would always compare the same month, the same year. I would never subject myself to like how is September versus April. Who gives a right. shit? As long right. as you're growing every single month. Yeah. And if you don't, if you're not growing, figure out why you can. I'm in a weird space too, Peter. And I've talked to Peter a lot about this, where I am comfortable and uncomfortable being a com 
being comfortable. comfortable. Yeah, so yeah. I am stressed out. Like, why are you so comfortable? Someone's going to eat your lunch. Like I talked to my doctors, like there are groups all around here that, I, that are doing Instagram and better than we are and before and afters. And they do a 10th of the volume. Like, what are we doing? Our market machines frozen, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, like getting them amped yeah. up. Well, Craig, that's the health, that's the health of your leadership, right? At the same time, you're getting exposed to a lot of other doctors and their practices through Bulletproof, which inherently helps you realize, wow, there are some things out there that we may not be feeling or sensing, but let's tackle it before it hits the doors right. of our office and affects right. my team. And I think that's the beauty of your leadership and the way you're seeing it that way. Trey, where were you at uh, in September? Uh, so from a trailing 12, I have no idea comparison wise, but like Pete, we're, we're trending upward. So I'll watch the overall trend in which case. That's you guys don't compare this month, this year to this month last year. I, I say, personally uh, do not. Trailing 12 is what I, the Interesting only because yeah. if there are seasonal dips, like 40% of our patient base moves out of the state in the summer. Right. And, and that's, uh, that's right. why I don't look at month over month because one, your cash accounting and you know, everything's paid on credit card. I mean, we, we can have, have financial consequences 90 days later. Yeah. So I'm not worried month over month. I mean, well, what, what have you guys, I guess, important comparison. What, let me ask you, Trey, first, what, what looks different in um, your ecosystem September of this year? What wood or fuel did you add to the fire this year versus last year? I'd love to know, like, what are like three things that you've done that have added that, that are adding? Did you add an office? Did you add, I'm going to go with what, you said earlier is I, I'm embarrassed to say nothing. I, I don't really pay attention to September. We don't, but we don't actively are, did do you it. add, is, have you hired an additional doctor? Have you gone from 12 to 15? Uh, yeah, total uh, we have, we've added doctors. We've all, we're always in that innovation aspect. So you're but adding net doctor growth. Them. You've had net doctor growth. Yes. Okay. Got it. I think that's important. Net doctor growth, net chair growth. I mean, Peter, are you net chair growth or are you net down because of, uh, you know, moving and stuff? Yeah. Um, no, there's going to be that fire, but yeah, well, that's luckily it's not open yet. So it's not, that's not affecting me. Cause that would take, I would take that into consideration too. Like, sure. I don't know if that just makes me feel better. I mean, you're well, talking about increasing the foundation. That, that talks <laughs> about what I was saying. You're, you're, you're laying the foundation you're innovating and you're in a constant state of innovation to address that paranoia that you, you don't want to coast and start to slip not paying attention because Dwight with 18% growth, didn't you acquire last September of last year? Did you have that standalone Fort Bend dental in that shopping center that you acquired? So this was just, um, individual practices that hasn't changed since last September, but we've, um, we've added more providers here, um, which is good. I mean, they started last month, just like you did. Um, so that's healthy, but for me, utilization is what's increasing. And that's really what I care about the most is per hour per chair. And that makes a tremendous difference for us. Um, it's but, an interesting metric. It sure is. Um, let me see here. Let me jump it's back. an interesting, it's an interesting place. I think, um, I, I think we're all in very interesting places right now, which is, yeah. it makes for a good conversation, but uh, I've never been in a place like this before. Um, I used to be, it's just a weird, weird space for me right now. I would, I would um, second that. I'm in that thing. Yeah, I. but you were there like last year. I couldn't understand it when you were there. Now I'm there. Trey would say to me like, what do I do? Like, I just don't want to mess anything up. Like, you know, I'm just start. I'm just at that point, super self-aware of like, I think possibly had I just 
pivoted a little sooner, I could have gotten out of the way and my organization would have been further along. I mean, it's all fine. You know, I, I, it is the yeah, right time. Yeah. I don't want to look backwards, but I was so, I'd say th five years ago, if I stopped, if I put the handpiece down, we would have gone out of business <laughs> in like, I don't know, a handful of weeks or months. So it's like, I was the one that was maybe not five and maybe I got my dates wrong, but there was a certain point in the last decade where if I would have stopped generating my own revenue, the practice would have fallen apart. And it's like a, a lot of doctors always ask us, like, how do you know when like you can step back or, you know, it's a very fine line because you got to keep the thing running and you want to jump off at the same time. So it's like a very timed example. But anyway, I digress. Perfect. <clears throat> well, I think that's a good place to kind of put a pin in that. I think that's, I think we covered that. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to close this one down and let's, uh, let's, let's start a new topic here. Let's do you guys it. have anything else in closing. Got anything, Greg? No, I really like this one. This is great. Yeah. So thanks for uh, bringing this up. We'll roll right into another one. So if you're craving more Bulletproof, just hit forward to the next one. See you all in a minute. Later, folks.